David Williams. He's an investor and founder of Page Trader. Uh, David, welcome to the show. Uh, thanks, thanks for being here today. Thank you. All right, Thank so yeah, so first stock I wanted to kind of take a look at, and it's uh, one of the leaders in the S&P 500, and that's Tesla. Uh, shares are up about 4% today. Uh, give me your rundown and breakdown of this company. Well, you know, we thank you for having us on and great to be here. We love Tesla. Uh, we have had many, many successful forecasts in Tesla. Uh, as you may know, we're not interested in shorting Tesla, even if we have indications to the downside, because Tesla has a proclivity for uh, firming up on important levels and running. We believe right now that continued weekly and monthly closes above $720 in Tesla are constructive. Uh, short term for an advance to like 745 to 750 into October of this year. Now they could be much higher than that into October this year, but that's basically what we're looking at. And on the other hand, I just wanna say, should Tesla get below or have weekly closes below $671, we think Tesla will have to come back and test $640. So right now, Tesla's in a really good position, beautiful rally, and uh, it's a wonderful stock to consider uh, trading in. Yeah, now that's a, good, that's a good point, David. Is it a tradable stock or is it an investable stock? Because uh, we had a breaking out to three month highs today and that had been in a, uh, a pretty tight range over the last several months before breaking out today. Do you look at this as an investable product for growth for years or a highly tradable product, which we talk a lot, uh, about a lot on this show? You do, and I do consider it both. I personally would say that uh, Tesla is something that you could own for years. It's also extremely tradable. I think the swings in that stock, given the, the, the pricing of it, are still pretty extraordinary. So it's very attractive to traders. And on the other hand, Tesla has a tremendous amount of growth potential. People have underestimated Elon Musk and his vision. And his vision goes far beyond merely automobiles. So he is going to satisfy those visions through this stock, and I think it's a long-term own, and I think it's also an intraday, not intraday so much, but uh, daily and weekly trader, no doubt. Yeah, and we always talk about that, staying risk-defined in a stock like that because it does have that high volatility level uh, embedded into it on a daily basis. But next stock I wanted to talk about, David, was uh, Caterpillar. Now, the stock's basically flat on the, on the session. It's off about four bucks from its intraday highs after that bipartisan infrastructure bill was released by the Senate late yesterday. Uh, you know, the company reported solid earnings last Friday, beat on EPS revenue, uh, but we've got a couple of price target cuts today out of the analyst community. Is this one of those stocks that you look at and go, okay, if they can finally get this infrastructure bill through, they take care of some of their supply and uh, supply constraints uh, as far as inventories go, that this could be a long-term winner? Yeah, I like Caterpillar. I like its positioning. Uh, right now, we think that if Caterpillar can close daily above $203, it stays in a relatively strong position. And I'll tell you this, although we're not expecting this, if Caterpillar were able to close above $214 prior to August 10th, it would be in a very, very bullish position. So we're not really expecting that to happen. 
but normally I would expect to see around August 10th Caterpillar still trading around 208 to $207. And I will tell you if they're closing above those levels, 208 to 207, on or around August 10th, we tend to like that as a buy for Caterpillar. Yeah, and if you look at uh, Caterpillar, it's off of its highs that we saw just a few months ago, about 246. You would expect the stock, stock to do better uh, now that we're starting to get some traction on this bipartisan uh, infrastructure bill. But do you look at this, these levels right around here where it's hovering just above its 200-day moving average? If it doesn't hold this, uh, we could see some more pain? Well, we're looking in the short term, as I noted earlier, with Caterpillar a little bit more closer than that, like August 10th, which is a few days out. You know, we have about seven or eight days. We think if they're closing above $208, $207 on August 10th, we're going to be in pretty good position. That The technicals for us are really what drive our forecasts. And on that date of August 10th, if they're above 208, we think it's probably a buy. And hopefully we'll be on your program, get a chance to talk about it at that time. Oh, awesome. Well, I look forward to having you back on that one. And then also the final stock I wanted to kind of hit on, uh, hitting another all-time high, and that's AMD, up 17% so far this year. Had a nice uh, earnings beat last week. Server CPU revenues increased by about 33% quarter over quarter, and that's beating the pants off of its competitor, Intel, which I think gained only about 16%. Uh, what's your take here on AMD at all-time highs? Yeah, thanks. I'm glad you asked about AMD. Although the market is in a runaway move right now, uh, daily closes below $115, which we pretty much expect, will indicate a further test of $109 to $108 into Wednesday of this week, August 4th, plus or minus a day. Um, I'm not expecting this, but if uh, AMD were to close above 115 on or before August 4th, just two days from now, that would put it in its strongest possible position. Uh, it's even in a strong position closing below 115 as long as we're closing above 108 to 109 into August 4th. And if that happens, then we think AMD heads up from there all the way, maybe in August, maybe around the week of August 23rd, it'll head up to uh, maybe 118 to 119 in that time frame. So 108 to 109 is important to us. We think it's likely going to occur into Wednesday of this week, plus or minus a day. And if it gets above 115 prior to Wednesday, you're on your way to $120 a, uh, uh, AMD. Now, if you look at this, David, and uh, kind of wanted to hit on those price level points, I love that, uh, the fact that you're bringing those up in a specific duration, right? But if you look at like an RSI on something like AMD, where it's blasting off since we uh, had its earnings report, it's getting near that 80 level, maybe overbought here. But if the market continues to move higher, tech uh, outplays uh, the other uh, three major indices, that AMD is still going to participate, correct? I believe so. You know, we don't look to the, we personally don't look to the individual indices to tell us the direction of a particular stock. Stocks are capable of moving up while the indices are moving down and vice versa. Each stock has its own sphere of influence that it has. And when a particular stock is in a very strong position, it's going to rally in spite of what the indices do. And so we look to the stock itself for the direction and for the indications. The indices are more of a backdrop, which we will look to, but we don't really take a lot of direction from. 
Now, uh, uh, you know, kind of uh, pinballing, pinballing off of that indice uh, conversation, you've got the S&P 500 sitting around around 4,400, six straight months of gains. When you look at this overall market gauge and, uh, you know, the benchmark that it is, S&P 500, does it still have more room to run or do we need some consolidation here to continue to hire? Well, it does have room to run. The question is, is, is it probable that it will continue to run? Um, we tend to think short term for traders that follow your program that the S&P is likely going to be short term uh, bearish as long as it's closing below $4,401. So if it does close below 4401, like as an example today, it tends to move down into the August 4th date, which is Wednesday. And we may have to retest some lower levels that we've seen recently that are still in the range. Uh, the 43.80, 43.75 level or a little bit lower into Wednesday. If on the other hand, we are closing in the S&P above 44.01, I would say that starts to signal that the market is at the very least in a position for the first time in some time now to again make all-time new highs. So that's our outlook on the S&P right now. 4401 plays a big part for us into August 4th. And I wanna say, even if they don't close above 4401 today or tomorrow, and we move down into August 4th, August 4th is gonna be an important date for us if they're closing above critical levels down below us that I mentioned, and we may end up buying the S&P or issuing a forecast for a new move up. I hope that's not too many words. It's more confusing verbally than it is visually. Yeah, uh, I think that's a great, uh, great thought there because the fact that any dip that we've seen in the major indices or a lot of the stocks that uh, comprise that S&P 500, they keep buying that dip. There's a lot of liquidity out there right now uh, and the trend has continued to move higher. All right, David, thank you so much for joining us today. My pleasure. All right, that's David Williams. He is an investor and forecaster at Page Trader.